Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. 3SB.co, probably our biggest collection ever, Phys Ed Part 2, plus some beautiful new shirts. If you want to check it out right now, that's 3SB.co. Sizes are moving very, very fast, so I cannot guarantee it. Um, if you want to get more involved, you need to join the Discord. 50percentfacts.com has a link to our Discord. Follow us on Instagram, Third Street Barbell. Uh, otherwise, you may miss out on your size or the color you like, but... We are live. Check the collection out. 3SB.co. And we're here with the game day boys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 50% Facts. We got the one and only. I almost whooped his ass in dumbbells. <laughs> Nico Flores. What's up, guys? What's going on? Uh, Nico, 83 kg lifter, coach, game day, poodle owner. <laughs> yeah, so I've been, uh, I was grateful enough to get taken along. Uh, with the game day team, we opened the gym up in Austin, Texas. So if you're ever in that area, Austin, Texas. You're, dude, I just introed you and you're already pitching. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Damn, what do you mean, dude? dude. And Plenty, uh, man. a young legend in the game. He's been in the game for a very long time. Multiple uh, hats, multiple masks, multiple companies. Um, one of the better coaches on the planet. Um, Only better. <laughs> second in the nation, by the way. We say like bestest. <laughs> Because what, what's a bad? That's not bad. That's good. No, it's yeah. No. He's he's in the all star cast of coaches. I try. There we go. The that, issue the issue is, is is there's what and, and I'm making this up just out of the spur of my head, but there's like ten really fucking rad coaches. Oh yeah, and so, you're in, you're in there. I will gladly take that. No, comment. you're in there for sure. <laughs> you're like when if I, if someone asked me who to go to, I mentioned your name in the mix. Obviously the Zordos, the Norton. Like you know, there's a hand, the Eric Helms, but there's a, a list of people like I know they're not going to do anything wrong with you. Go them. I'm I'm honored. I I appreciate that. Um, uh, but Joe, yeah, the one and only game day Joe. <laughs> what, Joe Stank. Joe Stank. <laughs> okay. uh, the, throw, the callback. <laughs> okay. Okay. So August of 2016, Mike and I are doing a podcast with somebody else, and we have a guest. That guest is Bryce Lewis, and in that moment, uh, we changed Young Joe's life forever. Yes. With this particular soundbite. And that was it. That There's was no it. way they pulled that off. How did you guys? How did you oh guys? Like, God. How, of, course, <laughs> of course, you found. That. Did I meet you before or after that? You okay? So, I think I met you before that, though. You, no, you. You actually. You met me. Um, I believe. Well, actually, now that I now that it I was the it, Olympia. I think it was before. Yeah, at the it Olympia. was right after I did the Power Ranger thing. I do remember that. And you uh -huh. just came up. Oh. oh bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, unjaded by the fitness industry, and say, hey, Mike, I'm, I'm Joe. I'm with TSA now. Good to meet you. And I say, what's up, Mr. Stank? And then, <laughs> now look at us now. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I I don't know why. In, in my brain, I, I thought that was after that. But yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, you... Because uh... <laughs> I think the I only just... reason I know is I think we were still in this gym. That's how I knew it in my head. Okay. Like, Super Training and Powercast was still in this gym. And so that was one of my first couple Olympias. Yeah. And we didn't interview Bryce here. We interviewed him at the new spot. At, yeah, the, the, the next spot after yeah, the that, that whole experience was, was really surreal because that was sort of my first time traveling with that whole crew. I got to, I got to meet some of the 3DMJ guys. Actually, almost all of them yeah. were in that house uh, that I stayed at. That was super duper cool. That's uh, kind of your origin, really, right? Yeah, yeah. So the the way that I, I kind of got into coaching in general, I, back in school, I, I needed an internship for my degree. I was going to school for exercise science, and I mean, I'm I'm just this you know this kid who's like 
looking looking at all these these cool coaches and being like, oh, that'd be so cool. And, and so I I sent a bunch of emails, and it, it just so happened that that Bryce um, responded and was like, hey, that sounds really cool. Um, and I had already had you know, a little bit of a background in powerlifting. I wasn't super duper involved then, but that was actually kind of how I got my start lifting weights. My, my uh, best friend, Brandon, like he, he was like, Oh, do do this powerlifting meet with me. And it was this, this little like unsanctioned whatever. Um, and I, I actually didn't touch the sport again for like years. Uh, but then right, right as Candido was coming up, uh, I, I realized like what USA powerlifting was and I don't know, I had just kind of started to get back into it after doing bodybuilding and yeah, Bryce said yes. And it was just kind of a whirlwind from there. Uh, I had just come on as an intern right when I met both of you, actually. Were you still in college then when I met you? I was. That's yeah. crazy. I was still still in school, um, and I was I was an intern for for a while. And then uh, right when I graduated, they they gave me the full spot, and it's just kind of evolved over time. And uh, as of recently, was able to start my own thing with with Nico and the rest of the boys, and it's it's been going pretty well, if yeah. I do say so myself. No, I think you guys are killing it. It's cool, uh, like the origin intertwine, right? Like, I, I never watched a lot of YouTube, and we talk about this a lot with Tim and Nadim, but like, I started watching it to learn a little bit, and then also just for marketing, because I was doing marketing for Slingshot and shit. Um, but 3DMJ is from SAC. Right. And so, if you Google anything powerlifting, lifting related in 2010... You're probably going to find like Matt Ogus, mm-hmm. and then I found Alberto, and then I found Eric Helms, and then I found Bryce Lewis's channel, and he's doing West Side out of some random gym in the Valley, and then you know, and then it just all evolves, and we meet you, and then et cetera. So now Eric and Omar, and then me and Omar become best friends, and then Omar and Eric become really close. You know, like the whole world just kind of sinks in, and then this guy's sleeping on my couch, and then <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know where we are now. Yeah, so but, coming back to YouTube, like legitimately, I, I tell him, dude, this, say, say, yeah, what, yeah, tell yeah, Jim yeah. what you said in the car. All right, all right. So it all started. Um, <laughs> this is my origin story. So I started lifting in like 2016 because that's when I graduated from high school. I told myself I wasn't going to be athletic anymore, so I wanted to be competitive with something else. Um, you were going to try to be athletic. Let's not just throw it that you were athletic. All right, okay? I wasn't athletic. I wanted to try to do something else that involved the like, competing. And um, like you said, YouTube kind of showed me what powerlifting was. Uh, Matt Ogus, I ran Ogus three five one or five three one, whatever it was. Like that's that's what I that was my first program. And then I saw I saw Mike's page and I saw wrist wraps. Like I was like, damn, like maybe if, maybe if I use like whatever he's using, I'll get stronger too. And then I found out what power thing was, and I got I got addicted, and I started lifting all the time and using all these like YouTube tips and like videos that I saw, and like now I'm sleeping on his couch. It's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. I was, uh, told this to the boys too. Like the percentage of good coaches in early YouTube. If you just grab five randoms, like your percentage to find good info is pretty good, right? Yeah. Like Ogus is a smart cat, Omar is a smart cat, Candido's a smart cat. You know, like the early guys. If now, and I don't mean to talk shit, but I do. If you grab five random fitness YouTubers, you're probably gonna find a lot of bullshit. They're gonna be feeding you some kind of herbal life or who knows the fuck. Definitely what. agree with that. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, I think that part of it is the 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 game has changed and it is harder to be, you know, like a have a more basic philosophy and be kind of an outlier in that in that way. It used to be the basic philosophy was the thing that everybody did. Now everyone's looking for hype and they're always trying to sell you a thing. Yeah. Either an idea, a training method or a supplement or a gadget or whatever, whatever. I agree. We we posted to educate because I would already had coached for five years, and then you're like, Well, how do I reach more people? Well, I'll put on the internet. Where now it's like, how do I get clout? 
to bang hookers and make drive Lambos. <laughs> and that's what Nico's been asking me all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You've been trying to get him to play play Apex Legends. Dude, too. that's yeah. where we're going. We're yeah, going dude, Apex bro. That, that's next, dude. That's next. We're gonna start streaming every single weekend. Dude, you're already plugging. What if we don't do it now? No, we're gonna. We're gonna. This, this is our commitment, yeah. verbal commitment yeah. to doing it. Today. Exactly. All right, Saturdays. Yeah, Saturdays. I could do Saturdays. Hell yeah. We're gonna we're gonna quit fitness and just go right into gaming. Yeah, just screw it. Dorito Fingers. <laughs> that's our team that's, name. That, that's the that's the org name. Yeah, Dorito, Dorito Fingers Dorito Clan. Fingers. That's kind of dope. Orange Orange Fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's I think it's kind of crazy. Like, you're you're 100 right. How these days people are always just looking for some kind of like pattern disrupt when it comes to just getting people to stop scrolling on social media. Yeah. But it used to be when you like coming up in, in YouTube, for example, it used to be like, that was the thing that was disruptive because everybody was all about the bro science. And then yeah. when somebody would actually pull something out that was logical or research back to be like, Oh, what? No, like nobody, nobody knew that that was a thing. Even deadlifts, right? Oh, like, yeah. oh my God, that's bad for your back. And I'm like, no, it's good for your back. And then that's the disruption. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually kind of a big thing going on right now. I don't know if you guys know Kevin Bass. Yes. Okay. Kevin is like very, very down on uh, the deadlift and the squat right now as being um, essentially dangerous. Essentially, oh, like really? most, yeah, as in. Interesting. And, and he, uh, very interesting because he's engaging Lane right now on it. And, you know, Lane has hurt his back, I don't know how many times. A sure. lot of times, yeah. Uh, and. But yeah, correlation causation. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, who knows what the structure of Lane Norton's spine is right and or genetics how's or his dad's spine yeah exactly who knows Has his, does his dad have a bad back has never deadlifted yeah. before now what yeah. I, yeah I actually might have some insight into that because his coach is my coach for powerlifting oh, okay um but i think with with lane at least just briefly and I'll, I'll let you get back to your thought jim but from from what i understand um from the conversations i've had with my coach is it really just seems like his back just doesn't tolerate a lot of work um it may very well be a genetic thing, but what my coach's working theory is, is just because he's gone through so much training volume and just done so much work over time and just gotten so used to like being all pumped up for every single lift. When he tries to not do that, it's almost like he's, he's worse. Yeah. Um, so oh, cause he's not, he's not bracing correctly. He's not his, yeah, his small right. things. Probably yeah. That mind muscle thing that everybody talks about. That's actually true. Uh, is not happening for well, That's why I even told way. you, Joe, when we we're talking about my training, I was like, dude, like people, I joke about being old, but like, especially in training, like I played 15 years of basketball, 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. And then I power lifted. Like I wanted to go to the hall of fame. There isn't one, uh, for eight years. <laughs> like I didn't drink. I didn't go out past 10. I went crazy. Now my back just can't handle shit. So I train like a Bulgarian. I can handle a lot of high intensities, a lot of high frequencies. As soon as I start to go volume, something's going to get very angry. Um, And there may be, I would be way more likely to believe there's a causation there between training age and volume and your back being mad than deadlifts and your back being mad. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I think, at least in Lane's case, like obviously I've never really gotten to see the exact overview of his training but from what i've i've seen uh from zach uh robinson is yeah shout is, him out yeah, yeah shout out love. shout out zach robinson love you man he's uh he's a phd student under under uh mike zordos right now actually oh. really really smart guy um he uh from what i've seen he gives him a lot of just like super load limiting variations so that link can kind of go balls to the wall still yeah. but no matter like 
how hard you go, you're not going to be able to put a ton of weight on the bar. Like, like if you have like, you know, super heavy bands on a, on a deadlift and, and you're using some kind of like odd implement, more than likely you're not going to be able to put a ton of weight on yeah. the bar. That's so, why I train beltless a lot. Not because yeah. of my core or anything. It just stopped me from going stupid. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's Underwood. so far kept him healthy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that is a big thing. I, I was, we don't really come in with topics that much because like the guests we have on, we just get along with and can ramble. But I did think about the, the risk to reward deal because it's still so popular on TikTok, mm-hmm. which you boys are popular on. And that's a battle you guys probably fight a lot. And uh, there's obviously the very famous like oberst thing saying the reward isn't worth the risk yeah and that voice got so loud because he's on rogan but like there's no show me some data you know like the data is that anything in the planet is more dangerous besides bodybuilding right yeah that's probably true uh no 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 not probably that that data says that not mike yeah Yeah. that one's data yeah uh yeah kevin's using a lot of data so i i would have to see it i'm not digging into it obviously but um um, there's kind of a, I mean, what's he comparing I it to? If you compare it to a machine, uh, chest press, yeah. But if he's comparing it to playing a game of football, there's yeah, no, there's no fucking way. I mean, no. I think he's got he's got some data, and he's also saying like we don't actually test this stuff on. No, no, you can't. And so, because so there's too I, many variables. Yeah, yeah. That's and, like how science is based. Yeah, you can't test that just one thing. And the risk to reward argument is for athletes. Yeah, it's for not sure. for humans. So if I'm in the NFL and you're telling me the risk reward, well then the risk reward is to quit your job. Yeah, because the, the risk is smashing at forty miles per hour head to head. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, I don't know if he is actually expressing a legitimate opinion, right? Which is probably true, or if he's trying to get some followers. I don't even know this guy, but everyone wants clout. I want clout. Uh, I don't know that it's that. I think he's just. I think he's trying to disrupt the conversation about it and get people to talk about That's it. That's my point. Yeah, but because not necessarily. Wants- not necessarily for himself, but just like period. Just like because yeah, I think he likes to fight. He likes to argue. That's my, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. just like he and he and Lane. You yeah. know, I mean, they like to debate. Yeah, they like to debate for sure. And, and I think there's a healthy way of that and I think there's an unhealthy way yeah because all these kids already think this is bad for you the I world feel like the risk of rewards is dependent on who you're asking yeah for sure like if if you're talking to like an athlete a football athlete you said then like the reward isn't like gonna be like a powerlifter's like reward because powerlifters only aim to get their devil stronger so like, sure. if someone's at like an athlete they want to hit people stronger hit people harder then like they won't really care too much about like getting their devil wonder max too hard you know when I, when I, and, and so. it depends on who you're talking to because the people that say that are in my opinion people that have never coached athletes yeah if you're definitely. an SNC coach we're not doing six by threes at eighty five percent on a on a stiff bar deadlift yeah so like powerlifting is like so like oddly specific right and, like niche that like it's so inapplicable to like other athletes like yeah but that's why the risk reward thing is like so trauma or like triggering to most people because they don't it's understand. very triggering to me. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a blanket statement, and all blanket statements are stupid. Like, okay, well, how about we trap bar? Okay, what if we're what if we're RDLing? Now you're going to tell me an RDL to grow my hamstrings for a football player is a bad idea? Like, what yeah. are we talking about here? Well, it turns into a kind of a social engineering thing too, because you tell people to not do it because it could potentially be dangerous, but they don't they don't understand any of the underlying stuff about why it might be dangerous. All they they get caught up on dangerous, and then right. they just don't. My it's, point is, what's dangerous? Yeah, I is, don't is it going uh, to 102% of your max? Yes, that's dangerous. Yeah. Is it in a controlled environment with proper rest, proper hydration, proper sleep? Probably not dangerous. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, the, the thing that... So this was going around TikTok, and 
still circulates around TikTok constantly. Um, squats too. Yeah, 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 squats as well. Even bench press, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but w- when when this was particularly bad, when like the Oberst clip was was really really popular, I remember making a video about it. And the the thing, I'm I'm personally not like a, a physical therapist or anything like that, but I, I know enough people that are experts in it. And the conversation when when somebody talks about this they always tell me and i repeat this phrase to my athletes a lot anytime you're you're going to get hurt there's too many twos in your training too much too often too soon uh maybe even too little sometimes um and, and unless you have those things going on more than likely these movements aren't going to be dangerous to you um like and the thing that i i think a lot of people really don't understand when they're just blanketly saying these movements are dangerous is they don't understand that the body is really good at adapting to things. Um, and I think anytime that you look at people getting these like horrible acute injuries from, from these exercises or even, even just like chronic ones, you can always take it back to factors that don't necessarily have to directly do with the movements themselves. It's more like, you know, you're getting too little sleep and you're doing too much training volume. And honestly, like even on some of the, you know, quote, safer exercises, that could still happen. Of course. You know? Well, my issue with a lot of the S&C conversation is because some of the, a lot of the guys that will say that are still pro power clean. I'm like, bro. Oh, yeah. The chance yeah, that yeah. you jam your wrist, and that's not an injury, but hurt your wrist, is a, you're going to jam your wrist every week. Yeah. You're going to jam your knees every day. Like, th- those dudes' fingers, football players' fingers are going sideways. And you think about tugging on a 400-pound deadlift, they'll probably be okay. They're probably going to be okay. The concentration level is the big thing, right? Like big injuries in in, in multi directional sports, football, basketball, et cetera, et cetera, is because you're not you don't see what's about to happen, and there's other factors, other humans. You know exactly the environment control in the weight room is maximal. Yeah. We're controlling every variable possible, and again, yeah, maybe not the volume, maybe not the sleep with college athletes. Maybe they're out partying, maybe they're dehydrated. Sure, freak things can happen, but the chances are just so crazy low. And, I, and, and that's to say, I don't think that every basketball player needs to go max out deadlift. No. And, and, and if you came to me and say, I don't want to deadlift and I want to get faster and stronger, okay, we could probably do that too. But uh, why, why just delete fucking tools? Yeah, I, I don't really understand that. Um, and TikTok just wants you to jump, which is actually the dumbest thing. You want the clip of the day, TikTok, you dumb bitches. <laughs> You're going to take a fucking basketball player that plays six days a week for four hours if you're at a high level, and all you do is jump. There's no there's no way around it. I'm jumping to play defense. I'm jumping out of bounds. I'm jumping to shoot. I'm jumping to rebound. I'm jumping to pass. And now you're going to come in the gym and you're going to have me jump now onto a box and you think you're going to increase my vertical. <laughs> That's what they said. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. It's a hat on a hat. My TikTok all day long, because I love basketball. So my TikTok's a mix of like clothes, gaming, fitness, like our fitness, right. and then pop fitness are these guys who are 6'6 with the most lanky arms and gifted jumping abilities throwing down a sick dunk and saying you want to dunk like me do this and then he goes and jumps over here bitch you jump all fucking day you do probably a thousand plyo jumps every game what are we doing dude and i'm i'm no i'm an idiot i can tell you that's stupid yeah i I mean obviously i'm no like snc expert i've very, very much specialized over the years, but I did have a, a brief stint of working with uh, Syracuse SNC when I went to oh, school, uh, which was really cool because I, I got to see some like really talented basketball players. Yeah, and it's just like 
I, I didn't really do it for that long because it was tough to be around because I felt like a lot of the logic was just not there. A, a lot of the, the ways that they were training and, and it wasn't good. And funny enough, the people that I was under, I think the like two or three years after uh, I was interning there, all of them got fired because yeah. it just wasn't good. Logic. College and pro SNC is in a huge revolution now, and it's about 50-50, maybe a little bit better, 60-40, but from the old school cats, um, which some old school stuff's good, right? right? Squat a little bit, power clean a little bit. I'm not against the power clean either. I don't think it's the best option. I think we can med ball toss and take a lot of the skill out of it and actual risk, but beside the point, um, it's a now kind of evidence-based. A, a good one is our, our homie Ram. I'll show you Ramsey, uh, PhD under Brad Schoenfeld. Oh, all right. Uh, a, he was on the Sacramento Kings strength and conditioning. He was the leader of the staff there, and now he's uh, athletic development at uh, University of Kansas. So it's got a similar program, uh, Syracuse Duel. Well, they are the best basketball program in the history of basketball. But uh, he's the science guy mixed in with everything else now. You know, like. The, the, the new school's coming. You know, he's our age. You right, know, right. He's, he's, got the, he's got the athletic background. He played junior college basketball himself. He's got the meathead background. He, he's come and trained with me and shit. And then he's got the book smarts to back it all up, too. So Perfect. I think it is slowly heading that way. You play a little college yeah. sports, eh, kid? Yeah, I played uh, baseball for one year. But like, like it, even Joe said, like the strength and conditioning that we were doing back then, like I barely squatted. I was like doing all these jumping drills and like sprinting drills for yeah. like baseball. I'm like, how am I gonna get a better swing with this? How am I gonna throw harder with this? Like a lot of the stuff that I was doing, like even the stuff I was learning in school, because I went to school for exercise science. Also, I'm like, this is so like not appropriate for like what I'm supposed to be doing. Like why why are they applying this to me right now? Like I'm not gonna get any better. Yeah. And like I kind of got burnt out with that. Like um, I wanted to learn a bit more. That's why like I. I talk people like Joe like they they know like the new school like you said this is why like the baseline for strength every single year is getting stronger because like new new techniques new application to like programming stuff like that it's getting it's changing in a different direction and that's why like even like 16 year olds are pulling 600 freaking pounds like every single year like we're learning different things that like you haven't been doing in the past and like the baseline like I said is getting stronger yeah every S&C coach have you like bench press do a plyo jump and like run a mile yeah like that's like the recipe literally for every sport Yeah. yeah Um, it's, it's funny, it's funny Nico brings that up, but I, I swear, like, I remember as, as we were like the era that we came up in, um, and like evidence-based stuff was really just kind of starting to, to come out there. Um, you could, you could go to like a powerlifting meet and if somebody was pulling 500 pounds, that was a super big deal. Yeah. Nadim and I were talking about this earlier. Yeah. And then if somebody like, God forbid, pulled 600, it was the the whole room was it's like electric basically. yeah like, exactly it, it was insane that uh, gave me a chance at this career yeah i was one of the first guys you know yeah, <laughs> like yeah. 600 pounds was literally rare. um and I, I mean don't get me wrong like obviously 600 still still a great achievement but no, it's just like I, I understand it's a lot more common than it yeah. used to be yeah there, yeah there were like i mean i i i didn't get the chance to count when we were at the california state championships over the weekend but there were multiple people yeah. opening at 600 plus yeah and that was kind of a local meet. Yeah, it was like a sixteen-year-old like, kid pulling five hundred and eighty-four pounds. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like when I was sixteen years old, I was playing fucking Modern Warfare two the entire yeah. time, <laughs> picking your wedgie. Yeah, right. Like I didn't even know what a barbell was then. Yeah. It's it, I, I don't know. I, I just it, it amazes me, and and I think Nico hit the the nail on the head perfectly there. It amazes me that as all this information becomes more and more common knowledge, just how how much better the the sport of powerlifting is getting and just how much stronger the the world is in general i also i don't know if you've you've thought about this but at least for me when 
I was in the gym when I was young, it was kind of a, almost like a, a niche hobby. Like you didn't see, you know, everyone and their mother in the gym, no. like trying to get strong or, or at the very least, like living, living like the lifting kind of lifestyle. And nowadays I feel like, like I see so many, like, like my little brothers, for example, like they want to be in the gym. They want to be lifting. Yeah. And I just, I didn't see that very commonly back then. I, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, as, as we've kind of gone through the generations, like Nico, as you've been coming up and, and even younger, people more and more commonly want to not only like get in the gym, but they like want to live the lifestyle, whether it's like bodybuilding, powerlifting, whatever they, they seem to subscribe to that idea that like, this is, this is a cool thing to do. No, I agree. I've seen it. Um, uh, obviously the science has literally gone crazy over the last 10 years of like just the money and what people can actually study. That's more particular kind of, like you said, like your degree and shit had nothing to do with what you actually do. Um, Eric Helms and all these guys are doing stuff that's applicable to what we do. Uh, but my example is I went to the same 24 hour fitness, just a commercial West coast gym by my mom's, um, towards the end of high school when my strength, I had a strength and conditioning coach my whole life and he moved away. And so then I had to train on my own and I went there and there's uh, one regular squat rack and one tiered one. Then, um, obviously I did the super training thing, barbell grade thing, all this stuff. And then I, I was back at home for a while and I didn't have a gym to go to this before third street. And, uh, I would get, went back there 10 years later, there's six squat racks and they're all full and everyone's squatting. Right. So just like the popularity of squatting. And I agree with you, like, Years ago, you were either a competitive bodybuilder and you're carrying a jug of water and you step on stage or you showed up and kind of did cardio on an elliptical and, and that was it just to get your conscience, your guilty conscience feeling good. And then now, yeah, people live the lifestyle. Maybe they compete, maybe they don't, but they know all about it. They're about it. Um, and that's probably where I even fit myself at this point, right? Like I don't compete that much, but I live like I compete. I train saw, like I compete. I saw an example over the weekend. Um, the 2012... San Francisco Giants that won the second in five years of world championships had a reunion <clears throat> and baseball players are fairly notorious for like running the line on their weight. You know, they, they, they need spring training to get down to, to playing weight, whatever. And then when they retire, they just kind of blow up, whatever. These guys, uh, the guys at the reunion, all look like they could still play. Oh, yeah. And only two of them are actually still playing because they were young enough at the time. But they all look like they get, they're all, you know, mid-40s or yeah. whatever. And, and, and they're all jacked. You seen Shaq lately? Shaq yeah. got a little six-pack going on. Really? Dude, he looks insane. He's, he's probably, probably, that's why he takes her off with the Rays, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's probably got a little, you know, little supplement action, but he looks good. He looks good. He, does he look looks good. really good. He looks good. Make a little run of the world's strongest man. I think oh it was Candido God. that tweeted that. And people actually fought him. I'm like, you guys are morons. They're like, they're like, if Shaq, when he was younger, took shit and went for world's strongest man, would he have a chance? And people are like, no way. I'm like, dude, you're fucking crazy. Thor played like C-League Icelandic basketball to measure his like athleticism. Shaq's the greatest fucking specimen to walk the planet. <laughs> Like, yeah, he would have a chance. Would he be the best? Who knows, Especially right? Especially if he took more shit. Bro, it's yeah. on, dude. Yeah, it's on. That fool's throwing an 800-pound stone. <laughs> I know. That dude's, that dude's literally the mountain. <laughs> that, that, I, I, would, I would absolutely pay money to see that in person. Dude, when he dishes the rock, it's actually a rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he could yeet a 200-pound stone. He'd dunk it. Dude, they, they literally changed how basketball rims work because he ripped down rims. Yeah. Right? I watched a, there's a, I think it was Netflix, but it's a documentary on the um, Orlando Magic basketball expansion team, and they're showing clips of him when he's 22, 
And it's the craziest athlete I've ever seen. Like yeah, LeBron dude. and shit's crazy. And there's some power lifters. You're like, wow, that's impressive. But like, no, there's no human that does what that fool did. Yeah, dude. Like when he was like dunk on people and like land on them and like push them off. Of right, them, he hit him like twenty yeah, feet. Yeah, dude. And then like it like tilt the other team and like they throw a basketball him across the court at him, dude. Like watching like Prime Shaq with all of his swag and like his the way that he would like hold himself, dude. Like that was like probably one of the most like iconic basketball players like growing up to watch. Dude. I'm a huge that. fan. There's a there's a so he he I think he's broken the most rims of all time. He's broken <laughs> like four rims or something. And I forgot where the last one was. It was like 1993. And then they they. Uh, changed all the rims but they're interviewing him i think now about that dunk and he's like yeah i was trying to rip that thing down <laughs> it's like purposeful <laughs> i got to i got to see him play in person um when he was on the, the heat yeah that's uh, sick. it was like a super cool experience um he even even like even like then I, I would i don't know that i would argue like when he was on the heat that he was like the world's greatest player but even then yeah. dude just like he he had like an energy on the court that was so cool yeah and that's why he transferred to like podcasts and like commentating and stuff he's a unique cat yeah, yeah. like he's he's a dj now that's yeah. that's his main thing yeah. he's a dj yeah, his, his instagram's dj diesel it's so funny man. the big aristotle <laughs> i'm such a fan i'm such a fan is he doing like dance parties or yeah. i mean yeah, like weddings vegas, and like vegas there's literally parties. videos of him in like mosh pits at yeah. raves, going yeah. crazy. Imagine, imagine raving with Shaq, yeah. dude. He's on like, stage, shirtless, and he's yeah. just fucking like a seven foot, like seven foot, like two hundred and sixty pound dude. Dude, two hundred and sixty in his dreams. He's like three hundred pounds. Oh god, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a monster. No, he's the best. He is the best. We need more like that. Maybe that could be you at powerlifting, kid. Oh yes, six foot, six no, foot. No, like, like the energy. You got oh, good yeah. energy. Yeah. There's a compliment since that I beat you up a lot. Yeah. Mike does beat me up a lot. He puts me down. <laughs> my idol just puts me down, dude. I told him. I said he's got a, a Ninja Turtle smile. Yeah. He told, oh, my God. He told me that oh, I grew too much like a Ninja Turtle. Turtle I was, like Michelangelo. I was absolutely. That was me. That was me. When he said that When he said that last night, that's how I reacted. Exactly. Ninja Turtles is my favorite show of all time, dude. I still have the figure. That's a compliment. Dude. They're my favorite. Oh, my God. You're my favorite. Oh, my God. I, I, I was just listening to this thing this morning about laughter, and there's like two kinds of laughter. There's the laughter that what I just did there where it just kind of takes your whole body, and, and then there's it's like social laughter. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently, like, the things that we laugh at with our whole bodies are things that are true. Like genuinely funny, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, that's true and it's funny. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'll take those compliments. No, Mike's, you have Mike's favorite cartoon character and for sure. favorite person. You, know? you just oh met my, my mom. God. You should ask her. But favorite show of all time. <laughs> that's yeah, uh, yeah, my son here running the board is also a giant Ninja Turtle fan from way back. So. But I wasn't like the movies. I don't know why. No, it was a TV show. Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon. Dude, they made I, mean, a I just show, watched the like, movies and they are cool, but. I mean, I watched them as a kid, but I was all about the cartoon. The old one was good. The new, the new, like Ninja Turtles cartoon they made. What's for, like, old to you, nerd? My, I'm talking like 1985. <laughs> I was born in '98. I know that's why I'm asking because <laughs> there's been variations. Oh, like, oh yeah, the one from 2017. That's cool. Oh my god. Yeah, there's know. there's too there's too many revamps of the, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Cartoon. Oh, they're coming back too. R-rated. Sure. Oh, then. I'm, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. I'm yeah. stoked. Seth Rogen's making a movie. Is it a game? Yeah, they did a like new version of the NES. Uh, oh, game. dude, yeah, the original NES game I played like a motherfucker. The first, the first one you're in the little hallway, beating up the foot plan. <laughs> oh, dude, amazing. I love. It's like five 
Seth Rogen as Shredder. Imagine. No, I think oh he's just God. directing it. I, I think, think he's, he's directing, directing it. it. Yeah. Oh, but that would be the greatest be, thing ever. Crazy, he just, yeah. Shredder just strolls in. <laughs> I, I feel like that has a lot of potential to be good as a movie. No, I bet you'd be dope. Dude, they yeah. probably all smoke pot and eat pizza. Yeah, seriously. It's it's Pineapple Express. Yeah. And with the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. The there's Ninja no Turtles. way there's not pot references. <laughs> oh, there's please. No there's got to be the green goo or something. There's some yeah. kind of pot going on. Yeah, there's got to be something extra. Give me that movie. I would watch the shit out of it. I think it's soon. Yeah. Pretty soon, as far as I know. Dude, the Ninja Turtle smile. Gets the ladies every time. Oh, my God. <sighs> the Infinite Riz, Nico. The Infinite Riz. Dude. Mike, inf- Mike doesn't even know what Riz is, dude. I didn't. Do you I, know dude, Riz is? No. no. Yeah, dude, we're not uh, y'all, 22. Y'all are showing your oldness yeah, now. Yeah, we're shit. not 22. I we're not did. talking about the Rizza. That I know, but not. Yeah, the Rizza you don't know. What's that? He's part of Wu-Tang, jerk. Oh, God. That one you should know. I don't even know what Wu-Tang is. I was born in 98. <laughs> yeah, you were born in New York. <laughs> You were born in New York. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But That's yeah. embarrassing on you. You're literally from New York. <laughs> yeah, I'm embarrassed because of that. But Riz, <laughs> Riz, Riz is like a TikTok slang like term that uh, like kind of the Zoomers created. It basically means- You're like, a hey, Zoomer. I'm not as- I'm, I'm literally before, born before 9-11. How is that a Zoomer? I don't know. Isn't that a Zoomer? I, I think no. the, the official cutoff for Gen Z is, is uh, 1994. No, 1994. No way. Yeah. If you're 1995 or, or older, you're, oh, gen, you're Gen Z. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, anyways, the term Riz refers to, like, game or the ability to talk to the opposite gender or the, whatever you're into. Oh. So, like, yeah, if, like you're spinning, if you're spinning yeah, if you're spinning game or you have Riz, that means that you have charm and you can you can flirt. You can be really good at talking to people. Get whatever you want, basically. Get yeah. whatever you want. Get, get whatever you want. So, we, we always joke that, that Nico has, like, the infinite Riz because yeah. he can do that not only with, like, like girls, but he can like walk up to like our barista, and before you know it, he's gotten us like discounted coffee and like free free <laughs> That's pastries. What you did this morning. No, like, no, no, no. Me, no. me and Mike went to a coffee shop at seven o'clock this morning, and like it's like this really like small mom and pop shop, and this like this barista. I, I swear, like he met for the first time, and he was like yeah, chatting her up. He like I don't know how he had that energy at seven in the morning. Like you know how I am without coffee. Yep. But he's just like he's flirting up the storm. No, not flirting. He's flirting just up talking. the storm. He's yeah. talking to her. He was like, "How's the new location?" Like asking about her day, even though it just started. I'm like, it's called networking. <laughs> it's insight. I said, "Hey, I oh. like your old spot. Your new spot's cool." But yeah, he's like, I, "I have a business down the road. It's called Third Street Bar. But if yeah. you want to come through, bro, where are they now? Uh, inside Caesar Chavez Park. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah." yeah. It's kind of the yeah. only one left in downtown. Right? Yeah, I think good yeah, coffee yeah. though. I really it's like good it. coffee though, good right? Coffee. We so got coffee. What you're saying is, is after I finish this, I need to go. Down it's, there really and get good. Some it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I, we have tons of food, tons of coffee, and I was stoked that you were into coffee. Yeah. Say, say, say hi to the barista for me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say Michelangelo, smile, <laughs> still smiling about you. What does Riz stand for? Nothing. They just literally made it's, it up. I have no idea what it means. Literally, it's just a word. Yeah. Um, I I don't know where it came from, but literally, if you check like. The comments of like any any random TikTok. Um, I'm not even on TikTok like that though. Like Joe, Joe is Joe is on TikTok, dude. Yeah, that that is Joe's platform. Like you do learn a lot through that stuff. Oh yeah, I I mean like pop culture stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm on TikTok like not just because like I'm a creator on there, but because. like it's I, I I use it almost as like a way to like learn things these days. Like I'm like Nico and I are both super into cooking. Um, like I'll I'll go on there and I'll just like I'll learn how to cook something randomly in like you know 15 seconds and it's great. Um, but yeah, you can learn you can learn so much on that platform. It's Mind actually you. from Twitch, is it? And I know who did it. So it says it's an NYC uh, slang created. I wonder uh, I like saying that word. so much. Um, Ability to attract a love interest, and it's from Kai. You know Kai? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. popping off. It's from nice. Kai. Nice. Oh that's, shit, dude! I, I that's I don't even want the cloud or the money. It'd be dope if I invented a slang word. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm going to make Urban one Dictionary. up. Let's, let's, let's make, make that up, up yeah. right now. That would be make up a so cool. Word. Yeah. Riz is good. Like the end of bro. The end but I didn't make it up. You didn't make it up, damn it. Yeah, I know. Stank? No. I don't know. Yeah, stank. <laughs> Stank's been around too. Riz does make sense, you know, like like Razzle Dazzle's like a eighties term for like like fancy basketball moves or something. You know, like him the Razzle Dazzle yeah. or something. So Riz kind of gives me that impersonation. Yeah, I, love I that. like it. Yeah. It it's kind of like uh what are the words that uh like sound what they mean kind of thing? There's like a term for that. Like uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Sound what they mean? Former, or, former English major here. Have no idea yeah, what that is. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Kind uh, of onomatopoeic? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's the word. Yeah. Riz kind of feels like Not that. an English major. Yeah. <laughs> you, Not a major. My hat to you, you got sir, a degree? You win. Yeah, but I have a Kinese degree. Like Joe. I don't know, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't use it, though. I mean, you open a gym and I don't even have to use my degree. But well, yeah. Uh, let, let, let's shift into that because we talked to Tim awesome. yesterday. I love a little, talking about the gym. A little bit about the gym. Like how the fuck did this happen? Like, I I checked my my Jeez. my email this morning and I got an email from ancestry. dot com DNA thing and said, oh you have a new trait and I look it up and it's like um, risk taking <laughs> and I'm like super low on risk taking like super low genetically on risk taking I apparently have overcome that um, so how, how did you guys get into uh, all right, I've heard this story from Joe literally a thousand times. Yeah, I can I can kind of recite it. So basically, the way that <laughs> oh okay, Nico, okay, yeah, you I'm gonna go, say you it for Joe, it, dude. It. So it all started off on a Twitch stream. Yeah, on a Twitch yeah. stream. So Tim Tim was a live streaming at his in, during COVID. Tim was live streaming in his basement working out, and Joe hopped into the stream saying that you guys are already buddies, I assume. Yeah, yeah Tim, no, they, they met, met each other. They didn't for like a few years, but Tim was streaming talking about opening a gym because he wanted to so bad and he had like all the equipment in his house already because he was thinking about opening one in New Jersey and then Joe was like oh my god like I'm thinking about opening a gym too and um, from there they DM'd like back and forth for like a week or two and then they got uh, the third business partner Ricky involved so the three of them they just started collaborating their ideas they decided that Austin was the place Austin was the move because what other gym in Austin is there besides like this two like small small gyms right now like there's no powerlifting yeah, that area maybe right more bodybuilding focus. Like, everything's like pop. in like Houston, Houston, Dallas. Like there's so many gyms over there. But and if people haven't been to Texas, like all three of those cities are huge. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, Texas is so empty. All they have is three cities. Yeah, they have like three LAs. Like they're all yeah. big cities. Yeah, and like now like Austin is growing for a lot of reasons and not just like fitness. Like for example, Elon Musk has the Tesla, the Tesla Gigafactory there. So like all of these tech tech like uh, workers they're yeah. moving to austin whole and, foods like, is yeah, like from the whole area foods. like there's a bunch of random little business jamming exactly so like all these people are moving there we think it's like a really good spot so we go in like as soon as covid where is, do you like, fit in dude i heard ricky join where's your little dumb okay ass? I'm, right. I, hold on i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna tell your you part you so <laughs> so we're at this point we're a few months into just kind of thinking back and forth about the gym uh we fired uh Munby, who did your, yeah, shout your, out your boy branding Munby. um and we're, we're just kind of thinking like that's crazy because the timelines are kind of same too. Right. You yeah. guys got your keys in like July yeah. of whatever year and we got ours in June. Yeah. It was just so nuts. Um, but so we're, we've, we've kind of got the concept down, you know, every, everything's like sort of on paper. Uh, but to be frank, we're realizing like, okay, if we really want to like at least start with exactly what we want in terms of like equipment and even just personnel, um, we we're going to need somebody who is going to be helping us, uh, just with with all those things and and hopefully being a you know an investor in the gym. So Tim's just like, let's get Nico in here. 
Um, Mr. Moneybags, they're like, hey, we need the cash. Mr. Riz got the big ball. It's deep yeah. pockets. They yeah. only use it for my money, my Riz. <laughs> But no, um, so so we got we got Nico on a call and and we just kind of discussed the details and yeah he he was he was super down. I mean, admittedly he didn't he didn't have to come down with us. Yeah. Um, but he chose to. So we we kind of, you know, brought brought him into the fold with all that. And honestly, he's gone above and beyond anything we could have ever asked. Um, oh, sentimental on this podcast, Joe. Shit. It's easy. I went a little sentimental with Nats. It's easier when you're doing it because it feels like you're doing it for a reason. Where if you two are just having a coffee, it's weird to be like, Joe, I appreciate you. You know, like sometimes it gets weird. Yeah. So you yeah. can be a little more real here, dude. Let it out. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. Me and Joe are always real with each other, man. Yeah. Yeah. We have wine nights every now and then. We just get emotional all the time. Yeah. It's good. It's <laughs> a lot of tears shed. That's yeah, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, yeah he's, he's really been like such a, an amazing part of the team. And I'm, I'm really happy that we have him. Um, He's come up with a lot of like great ideas and he's, he's kind of stepped into the role of like being our head trainer. So he's, he's got a, a lot of, a lot of people under him. Um, and you know, anytime anybody else wants to come in and work with a trainer, if, if he's full, he, you know, dishes out that stuff. And I mean, even beyond that, he's just jumped into any role that we've needed help with. And, uh, honestly, game day would not be game day without Nico. How do you feel about that? Cause we did something similar with their apparel and I know you guys make some apparel too, but right. you basically started three businesses you got your gym gym, then you have coaching online and in person, and you have some apparel floating around. Like how do you how does that feel now? Do you have the reins on it? Is it still a little chaos? Is there one easier than another? Is there one you love more than the other? Well, I mean, if I'm being honest, yes, I, I think we can be as honest as you can. <laughs> yeah. So we're as of a few days ago, we're we're ten months in to, yeah. to being open. Um if I'm being honest, like I don't I don't think everything's perfect at this point. Um, but that's, I, I think that's the case with any company. Not that I'm like an expert. This is obviously like my first company that I've really, you know, been involved in running and the big scale, give them the square foot of game day. Like, oh, it, yeah. so that's the other thing with us too. Like it's fine to open a, a personal training studio. I did it when I was 19, but you scale things to the level that we're all doing it. Yeah. It's a different beast. And you were part of TSA no offense to them. They do great coaching, but like the scale of doing an online business with some one-on-one coaching is different than, Okay, now I owe a very large check every month. If not, bad things happen. Oh, I have a big old loan for this equipment. I have a big old loan. For, you know, mm-hmm. the scale of this is is grandiose. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I like I said, I don't know that I would say we have like a a perfect handle on it yet. But you know, who who does? Joe, um, I think to tell them like the what's going on in the gym first. Like I feel like. You're avoiding the fact that we own like a what thirteen thousand yeah. all the Lake facility. Like that's fucking, what I'm saying. Like yeah. you're saying we don't have a hand up. Austin, like, Austin's fucking expensive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah you guys I, are fucking I was getting doing to that. I was right, getting right, to that. All right, all right, all right. I was making sure. Making so, sure. Hello, Michelangelo. Yeah, dude. I'm like, dude, you gotta gas us up, bro. Let's go. <laughs> no, 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 now, now that said, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I think we're the best gym in the city, and 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 honestly, one of the best gyms in the world. Um, the the people that come through our door, like. Uh, I'll just give you an example. I, I got, you know, tagged in this random person's um, like post how they went on a Texas gym tour. And there's all these gyms that have been there for years listed on there. And then boom, there's game day. And we're 10 months old. Yeah. You know, it, it's just like we, people, people really already know who we are and we have more, more members coming in every single day. It's just, we're, we're, if you're, you're talking gassing up, like we were, I think like, like at least 50% ahead of our projections right now, if not more on, on Congrats. just like the membership alone. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're slowly filling up this like amazing 13,000 square foot facility, which we, Nico didn't even get to the part where we, you know, renovated the whole space ourselves. We did that. That yeah. was insane. I mean, you, you guys yeah. know all about that. Yeah. Our, all our paths are very similar the last couple yeah. of years. Yeah. 
um, and, and it's 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 just going it's going so incredibly well. Now, again, you know, being one third owner CEO, it's my job to like look at it from a slightly pessimistic lens and look where we can improve. But that said, stepping out of that for a second, yeah, we're fucking killing it, man, yeah. and it's great. Yeah. Um, what was the original? Uh, you don't have to go into like details of the business plan, um, but from the outside, and it lines up similar, I think, with what we wanted. And I think what maybe, and I don't want to speak for you guys by any means, you can correct me, but like kind of Barber Brigade set a standard of like destination gym. Like you said, people are tagging you and want to be there. Right. Yet, like highly functional, it is my everyday gym community. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a goal we wanted to do here. We wanted to make an experience for random guests and something, but we wanted an everyday experience that's actually functional. You can actually get better. You can reach your fitness goals, reach your bodybuilding goals, reach your powerlifting goals with the equipment environment. But if you live in a different city where they don't have this style of gym, you can also be super excited to come here because it is different than anything else going on. And that's the vibe I get from you guys as well. So Was basically like, the with, like, with the plan with yeah. our gym, we like with this facility space that we have, we kind of want to be like a jack of all trades. So like if you come in, you're going to see bodybuilding equipment, you see cables, you see dumbbells. Why don't you have muscle then? I'm <laughs> my genetics suck. But anyways, <laughs> going back to that, we have weightlifting platform. We had to build like we started with two. We ended up with nine within 10 months of weightlifting platforms because there's just such a high demand for that. And like we want to accommodate to every yeah. single person that comes into the gym. Like the fact that we're able to provide and like, you know, how powerlifting is so niche. Like the normal people walk up to an electric, like what the fuck is this? Yeah. And like if you see like if you're like an experienced powerlifter, you know what you've been doing for a while. You see like 12 electric, like holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, you guys look like a little showroom. Yeah, exactly. We call it a training hall. Like, yeah, yeah Lyco training hall. That's what we wanted to call it. We wanted to set the standard for powerlifting facilities in Texas. And, like, since we're able to provide this, like, people, like, experienced powerlifters are coming from fucking Dallas for a day pass. They're coming from Houston for a day pass. Like, they're going to come and train in our facility because, like, of our equipment, you know? We want it to accommodate to every single person in the gym. Yeah. And uh, to adding, adding on to that, the, the original vision for game day was always we want it to be when you step off the plane in Austin – you're coming to game day. There's there's no other choice. It is the gym. Exactly. Um, and, and that's that's what we're getting towards. And it, it, it's crazy. Like every every single time somebody steps in, I guess I mean Nico and I have kind of like you know just gotten used to being there. But every time somebody steps in, you can just see their head go on a swivel. They literally look up and they're like, "Whoa, yeah, <laughs> yeah." That's legitimately every single reaction that someone that hasn't come into the gym. That's what they do. It's 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 an awesome feeling. Like they literally like swivel their head across the gym and like, "Damn, this is a lot bigger than I thought it would be on picture." You know. Yeah, um, and they, often it's uh, opposite too. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, damn, this yeah. gym hella small. I don't want to mention names. But you're like, damn, this gym small as shit on Instagram. It look huge. Yeah, there's one thing I want to bring up. Um, okay, tell me. Jim mentioned like the whole risk taking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thing yeah. you said. Uh, I was telling this to Mike the other day, and I'm sure Joe, you feel the same way. Like, if if you asked me like when we first like had the concept of the gym, and then we brought up like a thirteen thousand square foot facility, like obviously it's going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Like this whole. This whole like, process of opening the gym, it never felt like a risk to me or even like Joe, Tim, or Ricky. Like legitimately, from the very beginning, we like believed in our abilities as a community, as the four or five of us building the gym. It's we cool like, to have a team. This is going to be fucking like amazing, you know? Like we know or we knew that what we had going on was going to be like great. Yeah. So like that whole idea of like us we were putting in a lot of money, obviously putting a lot of time and our work and our efforts, it never felt like a risk at all. And like it might, it might seem like one, but like legitimately we knew – the reward, the risk to reward, is going to be like a lot, a lot greater. So that 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 reminded me of what what you said, basically. Yeah, and and it's it's just cool to kind of see it like expanding in ways I never would have of thought that it would. Like, I I, I obviously like apparel is something I've never 
you know, really expanded into. But just like, I, I remember I went, I went to my hometown a few weeks back and I walked into the, the gym that I started lifting in. There was a kid wearing one of our shirts yeah, and he, he didn't even know that I was from the area. He just, oh. he was just wearing one of the shirts. That's even cooler. And it, it like, it, it was the coolest freaking experience of all time. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's only up from here. And I, I know like every, every business says that, but it's just like, you feel like, some vibes, you feel some momentum. Yeah. yeah. You just, you feel, feel the momentum with things. And it's, it's been the, the coolest 10 months of my life. Um, I mean, even like, it literally feels like a fever dream. I tell us to Joe every single time we're like together. I'm like, dude, like, I can't believe like we're traveling for work. Like we're even when we're in the gym, we're like, it doesn't feel like this is real life. Like having like a full community, like twelve fucking racks are taken on a Monday night, like in a powerlifting gym. Like it's full. Everyone's screaming and yelling at each other, and the energy's insane. I'm like, damn. Like I can't believe we created a community. We're able to make this for people because like legitimately, if you ask all the gym owners why we created a gym. Like we were all envious that we never had this. Yeah, you know? yeah, because yeah, it's rare. Even still, it's rare. There's more and more popping up. But if you look nationwide, worldwide, yeah. to have like a real lifting community, yeah. everyone can find a gym. Everyone can find a squat rack. But yeah. to find a community of like-minded folks is rare. Yeah, like you could tell. Like even when me and Joe talk about like the gym opening process, we're so passionate about it because like we really like thoroughly enjoyed doing it together. We really wanted to create like the best community that we could for our environment for Austin, Texas. And like we're really happy with the outcome so far, and obviously we're not we're nowhere near done, but um, like I said, it's just it's good to look back on this and then kind of reflect on like what we did, and then how we can make it a lot better for everyone else, you know? Yeah, that's I mean I I can't say it any better myself. Um, these these pillars, which are you know our, our logo, like they they stand for a lot of different things, but for one third of the street. <laughs> Mumby still had a little third street taste in his mouth when he was putting that together. Um, we, when we were crafting this with Mumby. We uh, one of the one of the sort of pillars of our business was sort of the the promotion of of strength and and the lifestyle behind that to the whole world and and that's I, I think been the coolest part of of game day is like like obviously don't get me wrong I, I love having the the power lifters there yeah. but just you know the random person that comes in is like oh this gym's really cool and then they you know they deadlift for the first time yeah or they you know they see they see somebody like you know, bench pressing with an arch and, and they're like, Oh, I don't know if that's, that's safe. And you, you know, being able to talk to them about it. And then, you know, two days later you come in there and they're learning how to arch, arch in the, uh, in the bench press or even just, so even cheat just, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> cheating. No, that uh, is a topic. We'll finish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even just, even just like, you know, see, seeing everybody like feel comfortable enough in the gym to like, you know, take their shirts off and like jokingly pose. Like yeah. there, there was a, there was a session a couple of weeks back where like all the guys in the gym, just everybody just ripped their shirts off. We were all doing front double buys and it yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I would agree. That was like one of my favorite things that happened recently. Like we have uh, Avi and Seabass mm-hmm. and they're on the team now, but they're power lifters. You know, yeah. Avi knows an Aliko bar. She knows all that shit. But there's a member that's been here a couple months and he's normally like a treadmill guy and then kind of go to the cables and the other day he came to the desk. He's like, Mike, you think you show me how to deadlift real quick? I was like, bro, I would love to. It, just because he's probably seen everyone else deadlifting. He, he maybe maybe knew what it was before. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he's done it. Maybe he was, you know, questioning his abilities or whatever. But I don't think he's ever deadlifted. I think he was a treadmill, fucking catch a pump guy and leave. I was like, all right, yeah, bro, I'd love to show you how to deadlift. You know, give him a quick 15-minute lesson. Now I see him pulling once a week on his own. Like, Amazing. Yeah, it's cool to Amazing. host... I would love more powerlifters and I love powerlifting and I want people to get better, but it's cool to kind of see the, the scope of the community and how it can mold and be different yet the same. I would say the thing that that's gotten me recently was, you know, we have a state assembly member who was a member of the gym. Oh, that's cool. 
and uh, he's somebody that like I've known about, but I didn't really know him know him until until he came into the gym. But he's like friends of friends, right? We're friends in politics. Um, anyway, uh, he rolled in here a couple of weeks ago with an assembly resolution for us that we have a uh, framed up in the front, and and this is somebody that's been around gyms his whole life. Yeah, like Dave's he's CrossFit, powerlifting. He's, he's in the scene. He's Jack. He said this is my favorite gym in the whole world. It's like, like, well, I don't, you can't really say anything else to me other than that now. It's like, that's it. That's, that's so that's cool. amazing. Uh, to wrap it up, dude, is bench arching cheating? Uh, Nico, what's your best bench? <clears throat> we'll start um, with you, and then we'll get a coach's perspective. In competition, my best bench was 391 pounds. In training, my best bench was 418 mm, pounds. Mr. Underperform. Okay, so uh, <laughs> what do we think about the bench arch? Mr. Net can't show up on game day. <laughs> it's ironic, right? The name. Uh, yeah, name. It's, a little, it's a little ironic, right? It is yeah, ironic. Little... But um, I, We were talking about this yesterday because obviously this is a very controversial topic in like general fitness. And yeah. Like... But so for those that don't know, the IPF is talking about, I think it's mostly rumor yeah. uh, or you know, th- words are being thrown about how to uh, change the bench um, rules so the drastic arch and range of motion is I guess yeah literally the words not cheating anymore uh, those are the words people are throwing around cheating by definition means you're going against the rules so to say sumo or uh, bench arch is cheating as of right now depending on what sports you do is stupid because you're not cheating but um, to take away that advantage for some uh, extra limber folks what are your thoughts? All right, so I'll be honest. Bench press is legitimately the most boring part of a powerlifting competition. Like, legitimately, everyone sits down. No one's standing up. And, like, why would we want to overcomplicate it, make the judging a lot harder to sell, like, how – like, what what is the appropriate amount of ROM? Like, how, how are judges going to see that and, like, go from person to person and, like, judge that? There's so many already things, like, to look at. Like, your butt touching the bench, yeah. head on the bench. Your feet I think it'd be too hard for judges. Like, yeah, you're talking, like, logistics of it. And, like, we're what talk- about just the ben- the arch itself? Let's say we could – forget the logistics and judging. You uh, think we need to, you think we need to rein that in or not? No, I don't I don't think you need to rein it. Right. Like, legitimately, like, it's just making people bench less and make it less entertaining. Like, how, how is the mainstream public going to, like, fucking – instead of looking like a 400-pound bench that, like – Everyone has their eyes on because the arch is like fucking insane to a flat back like two hundred and twenty seven or two hundred twenty five pound bench like. That's how drastic it? your flat back is, dude. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> I mean, what you got, coach? Yeah. So, so here, here's just a, a, f- a few things. First, um, the the argument that I always use, the counter argument that I always use is, in any given sport, everybody's going to have some kind of advantage, right? Yep. Taller people are going to be better at basketball. Um, it, you know, people who like. Trained at higher elevations might have a, a better advantage in endurance sports. Everybody's going to have some kind of advantage always. I I don't see how limiting what is honestly a, a very small number of lifters that have these extreme marches is going to better the sport. Yeah. It, there's there's no legitimate argument that you can make to me that is is going to better the sport itself. Everybody's like, oh well, it's going to make it more of a spectator friendly thing. It's just like. I'm sorry, like, what What about, and Nico hit it, like, super on the head, what about reducing somebody's ability to lift weight is going to be more spectator-friendly? Oh, what, they're flat-backing it now. Yeah. They, I, th- I think they're both boring. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It, I would, if, if it's going to be boring either way, yeah. I would at least rather people are lifting more weight. Yeah. Like, look at, like, for example, like, Sean, like, 
people like admire his technique because of like how he's able to contort his spine. Yeah. Like well, doesn't that make it more entertaining? Like like legitimately like looking at that on like a live stream, like no one's gonna pay attention to someone with a flat back benching like a little bit like a lot less than that. Like if you're benching like fucking four three times your body weight with like that extreme of an arch, like that's gonna create a lot of attention. Like yeah. it might not be all positive attention. But it's still going to create attention. Like, isn't that the goal for powerlifting to make well, no, more a, people look at it? A lot of people that love powerlifting are anti bodybuilding because it's more yeah. subjective, right? And so, people, if you start to go there, like, yeah, Sean's not going for style points. Yeah. No. Or in a flat back doesn't get you style points or like ego points, right? Right. So oh. now, now we're getting into a different category. I do think logistically we could, um, and I wouldn't be against doesn't it. Doesn't make too sense. Too much sense. Sense make dollars, kid. Oh, I think we move uh, grip in. So if you want to make a rule, and if there is this issue, I don't think there's an issue. I agree with you, Joe. But if there was an issue, all right, let's not go pointers on the ring. You must do ring on the ring or in. Okay. If you brought that up, but like just to say arching is dumb. But I'm we like, already right. have that rule, though. Like you can't have your hand. I know, I know. Than- but I'm just saying, like rules do change. There wasn't a three point line in the NBA, and then there's a three point line there. Everyone's dunking on everyone. Will Chamberlain like ruined the league that way, and so then now they make a rule in the key. You can only be there three seconds. So sports do evolve, and I am for evolution. But I'm more with Joe on this case, where I don't see an instance that there is an issue. Yeah. Uh, and, and and the easy one is let's look at the uh, top all time, all time, all time. Uh, bench records. Let's look at the top benches from IPF. Let's look at the top benches from Nats this year. And then let's even just visually, we don't need to get that scientific. Let's visually see the range of motions of all those, how many benches, you know, 10 each or whatever the fuck. Um, so we have 30 benches to see. And if, if uh, over 50% is absolutely an inch, all right, maybe we've got an issue. But I almost guarantee just anecdotally in my memory, that is not the case. So they're not dominating the sport, and that's my argument for sumo too. Yeah. If every pole ever in every weight class is sumo, all right, and not to say get rid of sumo by any means, but then like, all right, now you could say sumo is easier. But until that day comes, we can't say that. Yeah. If no one could ever pull eight hundred conventional and everyone's smashing eight hundred pound sumos, okay, sumo is easier. But that's just not the case. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll uh, I don't know the exact stat because I, I can't remember it, but. Um, my friend and, and Nico's coach, Steve Denovi, uh, he hi I think, Steve. <laughs> yeah, he's he's your he's your super fan. Yeah, he hi, loves Steve. you. Um, he uh, he I think he pulled the the uh, past years like IPF Worlds winners or something like that. I think it was only like two to three out of all the winners had even remotely uh, a, a reasonably visible arch. Yeah. So it's just like it, it's it, it, to me it isn't a problem. Right. You know. I, I mean, just to give you another example, like uh, Sean had the American record bench press for the longest time in the 83s and now the 82 and a half. Now that the weight classes have changed in USAPL this past weekend at the California state championships, a lifter took that record flat back bencher. Yeah. Mm. You know, same happened with the all time, all time. Like, uh, Eric Spoto didn't really arch like crazy. Yeah. And that dude had it for a very long time. And then Kirill came in and he arched pretty, he was a little more technical of a lifter. I mean, he's still six, seven. So his arch is a little different looking or six, six, whatever he is. And then, uh, Maddox came in and he's pretty flat back too. You know, like times are going to change. I don't know. Like, I think arching is like a God given. Like, for example, Jim, you watch baseball, right? Yeah. Like if you're a switch hitter, like if you're ambidextrous, like, are you talking your lifestyle or? (laughs) I knew that was coming. Yeah, like legitimately, like if you're if you can use that ability that God gave you, right? Like, you shouldn't why? be kept from using yeah, it just because. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're not allowed to be ambidextrous in the NBA. Yeah, like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I think that I mean part of the everybody wants to see a big lift is kind of what happened with multiply gear. 
Yeah. But the problem with benching in multiply gear is that if, if you think that regular bench press is boring yeah. in, in a meet, it's super boring because most of the guys are missing their benches. I'm against a multiply range of motion because yeah. it just looks dumb. You're, you're getting a soft hand out and you're not locking out. Yeah. And no. You're getting white lights. I'm against that. We could change that rule. Yeah, no, I'm. I mean, it's it's obviously not a mainstream part of the sport anymore. Maybe, uh, maybe it never really was, but it, it was, I guess, uh, to a certain degree. But um, yeah, it just it, it's it's not the best version of of this of the sport. And I think the point is very well taken that only a few people are doing it. Yeah, and who cares? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Um. Maybe we'll wrap it up, boys. We got a 10-minute episode with the boys on the way, so brand new episodes every Wednesday, Friday. Um, shout it out, Nico. Where can people find you? All right, so... Where's your Twitch stream? <laughs> my Twitch stream is twitch.tv slash NicoFlores83KG. Same thing as my Instagram, except just on Instagram. Um, but mainly, we are located in Austin, Texas. The facility is called Game Day Barbell, so if you're ever in the area, we're like literally five minutes away from the airport. So first thing you do, hop off the plane, head over to the gym. But yeah. You find me. Hit him, Joe. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Joe underscore Game Day. You can find me on TikTok at the Joe Stanek. Uh, if you want to see a lot of really good tips on getting better at powerlifting, you can check out either of those social medias. You can find a Game Day Barbell on Instagram at Game Day Barbell. Uh, find us on Twitch at Game Day Barbell as well. And uh, you guys do soon. some coaching. Maybe not open right now, but you guys do coaching. We do coaching. If you guys are interested in powerlifting coaching, we got six amazing coaches as well as an awesome new nutritionist that we just hired. Dope. So if you guys are looking for nutrition or powerlifting coaching or even just general fitness coaching, you can find that on our website at gamedaybarbell.com. Appreciate your boys, man. Uh, I was excited for you to come. We do have a big uh, collab meet happening February 4th, 5th, which I was excited so about. So excited about that. It's um, going to be But again, amazing. getting to know you guys, honestly, has, has been a lot of fun too. So I'm even more excited about the future collabs, close, fun, just hanging out. Um, so thanks for coming up. Thanks for extending your flights. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah. Uh, 3SB.co, new episodes every Wednesday, Friday. Check these boys out. Quality, quality dudes, quality, quality lifters, coaches, content. Um, and I'll catch you in the next one. Awesome. I am at the Jim McD on all the social media. This show is 50% facts, where percent is a word, 50 is just numbers. 50% facts is a Spreaker Prime podcast in association with iHeartMedia on the Obscure Celebrity Network. And we will talk to you on Friday.